Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Emma, your teacher, Mrs. Holm, called again. She said your grades are appalling and you don't pay attention in class. Why can't you be more like your sister? Yawn. Not this speech again. It's been like this ever since I started elementary school. In my mom's eyes, only my sister, Evelyn, inherited our dad's intelligence. While I'm just the senseless member of the family. Ugh, as if. She's only good with useless books. Bet she doesn't know anything practical. Like how dad's ethernet company works and such. But whatever, I don't care. I'm full. I announced as I got up and went to my little headquarters, the garage. I was busy working on my own personal project, so I didn't have time to give a hoot about who my mom's favorite child is. Oh, you must be wondering what I'm working on. Well, this device broadcasts Wi-Fi. Sounds familiar, right? But my device is able to broadcast across the entire city. Not only that, the connection is stronger and much more stable than the Wi-Fi people use at home. And it's more convenient without all the cables and stuff. This is without a doubt my proudest work ever. And what a coincidence that a few days earlier at school, Mrs. Home announced that for the first time, the school was organizing an invention contest. Normally, I give school activities a miss. But this time was different. This contest could be fun, right? There was no time to waste. So I put all my spare time, day and night, into making my invention contest ready. And you won't believe what happened. I won first prize. And that's not all. One of the judges, Mr. Johnson, was so interested in my invention that he offered to invest in it. At first, I was kind of scared and hesitated to agree because, I mean, I was still in high school. But this was an opportunity of a lifetime. So how could I deny it, right? So after that, Mr. Johnson sorted out a manufacturing company and office space for me downtown. This is cool, but I prefer to work in my garage. It's just more convenient that way, with me still being at school and all. I upgraded my device and launched it to the public. And you know what? It was a huge success. Pretty much everybody in the city got rid of their old, laggy Wi-Fi devices and accessed mine. Then one day... I got a call from the local news channel asking to interview me and my family at home. Oh my god, yes! Oh, there's just one snag. I hadn't told my family about it yet because, um, I don't know, maybe I just know there's no way they'd believe me? Like the time I got an A in my physics exam, 
and my mom instantly asked if I cheated. But, well, whatever. This is much bigger than that. So I quickly ran downstairs to the living room and excitedly told my family that the invention benefiting the town was mine. But Mum and Evelyn burst out laughing. So you're telling me that this Wi-Fi, which is broadcasting across the entire city, is your invention? Yeah, Mum, it's mine. Then Mum and Evelyn laughed even louder. Honey, it's bad enough you're failing at school. Please don't start lying. Ugh, forget about it. Why did I even try? Then, the morning after, when the doorbell rang, my mom opened it and saw a reporter and a cameraman. She couldn't believe her eyes. Mom and Evelyn exchanged panicked looks, then rushed upstairs to prepare. It was so hilarious. <laughs> the hysterics continued as they interviewed my parents. I watched my nervous, sweaty dad stand there like an awkward statue, while mom began bragging about me like, As soon as Emma was born, I knew she was a genius like her dad. I always encourage her to pursue her dreams. Jeez, and the Oscar goes too. My mom. I didn't know she could act that well. To be honest, since I could remember, mom never said anything nice about me. Ever. But now that she knew I was the mastermind behind the town's Wi-Fi, she would probably treat me differently, right? Wrong. Then one night I came downstairs for a glass of milk and overheard mom and dad talking in the living room. Emma is such a selfish child. How badly will this affect your business? The truth is, the company's going through tough times. But don't worry, we're trying everything we can. Huh? Did I do something? And what's wrong with Dad's company? I tried to eavesdrop more, but suddenly I heard my dad standing up from the couch, so I quickly ran upstairs to my room. The next day, Dad forgot to take his lunch with him to work, so Mom asked me to take it over. But when I got to his company floor, it was deserted. Huh? Where was everybody? Did everybody get a day off or something? But that couldn't be it, right? That evening, over dinner... I asked Dad. I went to your office at midday, but not a single person was there. What's going on? Mom suddenly put her cutlery down and gave Dad a shocked look. Is what Emma just said true? Dad lowered his head and sighed out. Yes, it's true. I temporarily shut the company last week. I didn't want you all to worry, so I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. What? How could you? You said you would fix it! That's when it hit me. But I deeply prayed it wasn't the truth. So I asked him, Is it because of my device? Dad didn't answer me. He just glared sadly down at his dinner. But I knew what his silence meant. I was right. Suddenly, Evelyn stood up and screamed in my face. It's all your fault! You invented that stupid device, and now Dad's business is at stake! That's so typical of you. You never think before you act. Then she stomped off upstairs. I just sat there speechless. I just wanted my family to be proud of me, but instead, it seemed like they despised me more than ever. Then Dad turned to me and softly said, Emma, this isn't your fault. I was kind of waiting for my mom to say something, anything at all, but she didn't. She just cleaned up the table. I felt really bad about what happened to Dad. But hey, 
Now I had to work even harder so I could provide for my family, right? After that, Mom completely ghosted me. <sighs> As for my sister, whenever our paths crossed, she gave me a dagger look and muttered out mean comments like, Let's see how long it takes for your precious business to fail. I tried to ignore her, but then she took it too far. One Sunday, I was in my garage working away, when suddenly I heard loud noises coming from outside. I opened the garage door to see a crowd of people holding signs saying, We lost our jobs because of you, and no job, no future. My god, they were protesters. I think they were from my dad's office. Wait a minute, I spotted a familiar face. Evelyn? She was holding a big sign saying, My dad lost his job because of you. Eventually, Dad came out and dispersed the crowd. Then he called an emergency family meeting. How could you do that to me? The correct question would be how could you do that to Dad? Thanks to you, dozens of people have lost their jobs? You're making people's lives miserable! Enough! Both of you! Evelyn, what you did was wrong. Families are supposed to support each other. But Dad, she- Didn't you just hear what I said? Evelyn gave me a dirty look, then she ran off to her room. I looked at Mom, who was leaning against the wall with her arms folded. Did she agree with what Evelyn did? Or was she on my side? My God, please say something. But to my surprise, after that, my mother started talking to me again, and she was actually being nice. She even started cleaning my room and workspace. Whoa, this was new. Had she finally accepted me? Then one day, I received tons of emails complaining about my Wi-Fi. It took me all day, but I finally found the cause of the problem. My laptop. Somebody had tampered with it. It didn't take a genius to figure out who it was. Evelyn, duh. But I needed proof, so I set up a trap. The next evening, when everybody was having dinner, I ran downstairs quickly grabbed a piece of bread and said, I need to go run some errands. Oh, and can you please stay out of the garage as I'm uploading some important files? Mom and Dad nodded and smiled at me. Evelyn, on the other hand, just rolled her eyes and continued eating. Well, at least I knew my plan was in motion. I walked outside and hid behind the bushes. So, what's my plan, you ask? Well, I set up my laptop so that when anyone opened it, it would automatically send a notification to my phone and turn on the camera so I could see who it was. I waited for an hour, but still nothing. Then suddenly, my phone beeped. Somebody was opening my laptop. They hadn't switched the light on yet, so it was too dark to see them, but I was 100% sure who it was. Time to expose. What are you doing sneaking out here? Evelyn? What was she doing out here? Wait. If Evelyn was here, then who was it in the garage? Not answering Evelyn's question, I ran like crazy into the garage to capture this intruder. And as soon as I turned on the lights, I couldn't believe who was messing with my laptop. It was... Mom! What on earth was going on? I called a family meeting and told everyone what Mom did. Dad and Evelyn looked shocked and asked Mom why she did it. I just couldn't stand seeing your dad suffer anymore. He put his life into that company, and now he's just a laughing stock. 
Do you realize our neighbors and relatives have been gossiping about him? They think it's so pitiful that he lost out to his own daughter. So I did what any self-respecting wife would do. Was she serious? Why didn't she just talk to me? All I ever wanted was for her to talk to me. Nothing else. But no, she decided to go behind my back and try to sabotage my business instead. After her betrayal, I'd had enough. So I didn't speak to her and avoided her as much as possible. It was one thing for mom to be cold towards me, but I never thought she was capable of doing this. This went on for weeks, and it got kind of tedious. Trust me, it's no fun trying to avoid someone in your own home. But then one day, I arrived back from school and saw dad sitting in a corner in the living room, repairing his PC. Jeez, he looked so miserable. That's when the truth hit me. This was his passion, and I took it away from him. Suddenly, I understood why mom did what she did. She saw how disheartened he was, but knew he'd never say anything to me, because he's always supportive. But how can I fix everything? Should I give everything up so that my dad can reopen his company again? Ugh, why was this so hard to figure out? Wait a minute. I think I have the solution. You must be wondering what my dad was doing here. Well, I came up with the idea that we should work together. My dad's a pro with technology, so it didn't take long to show him how things work around here. Oh, and since my business has grown, we were able to employ some of his former work employees too. With dad around to help, I have time to focus on my studies. Even Evelyn started helping out, and she was so good at it, I made her dad's assistant. Talk about a proper family business, ha! As for mom, we had a really long talk. I finally told her how awful her attitude towards me made me feel, and she apologized for everything she had done. I eventually forgave her. I knew she did that just because she loves dad very much. So, after all that drama, we're now just one big happy family. <laughs> Why haven't the results of the sketch contest been published yet? Hey guys, the results are over here. Frantically, I ran to the results board. Julie Morris, the first place on the list. Phew! Congrats, Julie. You deserve it. You're both pretty and talented. Is there anything you can't do? Oh, how I adore receiving high praises from everyone like that. <sighs> but what's that sound? I turned around and... It was just Kate. Normally, she'd win for sure, but let's check out her rank. Oh, here at the bottom. It was all because of the school logo in ink on the body of the pencil she used that day. Kate's hands got sweaty easily, so in drawing, the ink stained her hand and she accidentally smeared it all over her paper. Poor you, Kate. But you know what? I'm just simply better than you. Now, all that was left between me and one of the three golden tickets to a design summer camp in Italy was one last contest. There's one problem. This new girl called Ariana. Unfortunately, just so happens to be a talented designer. Julie, are you okay? Miss, Julie fainted. A boy shouted loudly and frantically took me to the first aid room. Yeah, so now here I am. But hey... Don't worry, actually. I'm not ill at all. 
I was just pretending so I could skip PE class to carry out my plan. As I walked into class, I saw everyone buzzing around Ariana's desk. I asked my friend what happened, and she said someone had spilled coffee all over her drawing. Ariana was all panicking and kept checking her watch. She'd still have to redraw it, but time was running out. Suddenly, a voice said, Hey, someone dropped a necklace here. Maybe that's who did all this? Subconsciously, I touched my neck, and... uh Uh-oh. It wasn't there. Then there was a hand on my shoulder that startled me to turn around. It was Rebecca. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is yours. Right? She glared at me. Um, um, that's my necklace. But... So how did it end up under Ariana's desk? At that moment, I was so shaken that I couldn't say a word. Luckily for me, Ariana piped in. I think it's just a coincidence. Julie would never do something like this. Everyone agreed with her, saying that a sweet girl like me would never do such a mean thing. It's okay. Rebecca was just confused. That's all. No worries. Ugh. How dare Rebecca accuse me? It's crazy to think we used to be besties. You see, I've known her since childhood, as our parents are friends. But then she grew up and turned into this awful know-it-all. But hey, I needed to put it aside. I had to focus on my own design. Just because I'd sabotaged Ariana's design didn't mean I could let my guard down. It was an anxious wait to find out if I'd made the summer camp list. Though I shouldn't have to be that stressed, as of course, I was in. Turns out, even though Ariana had to redraw in a rush, she still got one slot too. But the last slot went to... Rebecca? Huh? I didn't know she was also into fashion design. Anyway, whatever, Rebecca. She was never my match. So, ta-da! Finally, I'm here in Milan! The fashion capital of the world! And guess what? During the summer camp, there will be various competitions and the best will win a scholarship to the Polytechnic University of Milan. Unbelievable! I've been dreaming about this for a long time. No one was going to stand in my way. The camp was amazing. I enjoyed visiting museums and studying courses in fashion history, choosing clothing material, and cutting techniques. Then, our first test was announced, completing basic sewing skills in the fastest time. Easy peasy! I've even taken some classes on tailoring before, so of course it didn't bother me. Seeing everyone struggling to complete their products, I smiled and confidently pressed the end time button. However, at the same time, someone else hit their button too. Rebecca. Of course, the judges loved my work, but watching them praise Rebecca's work sucked. Ugh! How can someone who has never taken a sewing class be so good? The two weeks of summer camp flew by, but then the last challenge arrived, which would decide the winner. Each candidate got a large piece of cloth, and this is all we would be given, which meant no room for mistakes. Everyone was trying to focus and design with maximum intensity. I glanced at Rebecca, who seemed to almost be finished with the dress. And to be honest, her white dress looked quite simple, but elegant. Suddenly, it got me anxious. Ugh! Since when did she become such a pain in the neck? We had a little break at noon, so everyone went out for lunch. Meanwhile, I stayed back a little longer trying to finish the test. 
I just didn't feel like eating, knowing that my dress was not perfect yet. But only, I wasn't able to concentrate on my design. I kept staring at Rebecca's mannequin instead. Should I do this or not? If anyone finds out, then everything will be over. But if I lose, then my dreams will be shattered anyway. Something inside of me kept urging me to go straight to Rebecca's work and immediately splash ink on that white dress. My heart thudded with a mixture of excitement and guilt. Then I quickly fled the scene. When everyone returned to the room and saw Rebecca's dress, they gasped in shock. Huh? Why was Rebecca the only one not panicking? She calmly took a brush, dipped it in the inkwell, and walked towards the dress. Then she started splashing ink over it. What was she playing at? My question was immediately answered when a very unique ink-patterned dress appeared in front of my eyes. Worse still, the judges' faces lit up when they saw it, and they highly appreciated her problem-solving skills. Um, congrats, Rebecca. You did a good job. Nah, thanks to you, Julie. Let's see who wins. Rebecca sneered and walked away. What did she mean by that? Did she know that I was the one who did it? I was so worried that I tossed and turned all night. Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. <sighs> oh, hi, Ariana. What are you saying? Uh-oh, hang on. How come it was still the 23rd of July? Had I dreamt it all? But it was so strange. Things actually happened exactly like that dream. The ink incident with Rebecca's dress and her quick thinking to rescue it. Anyways, keep calm. I couldn't let this scholarship slide. I couldn't be that girl that lost out on my dream to someone else. <sighs> the shame would be unbearable. After finishing the design, each of us would have a model to present it. At that point, I made a crazy decision. Right before the performance, I quickly followed Rebecca's model to the restroom, locked the door from the outside, then put the out-of-service sign in front of it. When all the contestants settled down to watch the show, Rebecca still didn't turn up. Well, well, maybe she was still busy looking for a substitute model. Give up yet, Rebecca? I was laughing to myself when my thoughts of victory were interrupted by applause and whistles. Huh? On the catwalk... Is that Rebecca? Wearing her own design? Ariana whispered into my ear. Rebecca is stunning. She totally deserves this scholarship, right, Julie? What? How could Rebecca surpass me again? Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. What? It's still the 23rd of July? Hang on. This meant Rebecca hadn't won yet, and I still had a chance. This time, I decided not to mess up Rebecca's dress. Instead, I looked up online some ideas to improve my own design, and I discovered a wonderful design on a fashion blog which was quite similar to what Rebecca was doing. Ha! Turned out Little Miss Perfect was just an idea thief. So I decided to design the exact same dress, and one hour right before the show, it was time to pull the trigger. I reported to the judge that Rebecca stole my idea and claimed myself to be the owner of that blog. But instead of any sign of panic, a smirk lit up on Rebecca's face as she turned to me and said, Game over, Julie. Then she went straight to the judge. 
I didn't know what she told them, but they disqualified me right after. Excuse me? I couldn't breathe or think or anything. I pointed at Rebecca and yelled, She's the thief. There's something wrong here. Then Rebecca calmly approached me. Nice try, Julie. But your dirty tricks won't fool me. I know it was you that ruined Kate and Ariana's projects. And guess who is the real owner of that blog? Yep, me. I stared at her in shock as she continued to talk about the real reason why she stopped being friends with me. She said it was all because of my jealousy, which had turned me into such a mean girl. Julie, you're beautiful and talented. You need to believe in your own abilities instead of sabotaging other people's work. Don't be that type of person. I woke up sweating. I reached for the phone and it was still the 23rd of July. Ugh! Would this day please be over already? But maybe this was good, as this meant I had a chance to put things right. Lunchtime arrived, and I lingered behind and looked at Rebecca's perfect dress. I hovered my hand over the ink bottle, but then I left it where it was. Sighed, then walked back over to my own dress. So, what happened? Well, Rebecca still won, but you know what? It's okay. I tried my best. I didn't cheat, and, well, Rebecca's dress was a worthy winner. After the competition, I saw some of the other girls congratulating Rebecca, so I walked over and tapped her on the shoulder, and giving her a sincere smile said, I just wanted to say congrats. Your design's amazing. Thanks, Julie. I really love your dress, too. Your stitching was so precise. Okay, so I didn't win, but I did learn a valuable lesson. I should always give 100% in what I do, instead of wasting so much time and energy trying to ruin things for other people. Oh, and about that time loop, I put it down to competition stress. I think it must have made me feel like I was stuck in a dream world until I learned the error of my ways. Finally, I've found inner peace, and I'm finally out of that dream. I have to admit, I did whoop when I woke up, and it was finally the 24th of July. <laughs> Ew, there's a fly in my drink. That's so gross. I'm not paying for this. The kid shoved the cup of lemonade in my hand, then ran away. I just saw you drop it in, and it's not even a real fly. Hey, stop! I shouted after him, but it was too late. He'd gone. And now, so had the rest of my customers. Dang it, that was the third time this week, and I knew exactly who was behind this. Michael! I glared over the fence, then charged towards his lemonade stand. Seeing his fake grin, I got even more furious that I poured the cup of lemonade over his sneakers, snatched a dollar bill out of his hand, and then walked off. You see, I'm Amy. And I'm the kind of girl who knows what she wants and gets what she wants. And what I want is for Mike to admit defeat and stop messing with my business. Ugh! I've been on this mission for the past ten years. I kid you not, it's a literal war between us. It's not fun and games at all, especially now that we have our parents involved in this. You see, my parents and his parents are best friends. In fact, they're so close that I'm pretty sure back in the day, our moms planned their pregnancies together. 
so me and Mike were born only a week apart. And, of course, I was born before him. So there's that. I've won right from the first round. In your face, Mikey! But even worse than the joint birthday parties, shared vacations, and being classmates with him for over a dozen years, I have to live next door to him too. Yep, our parents deliberately moved in next door as they thought raising us together would be fun. They dreamed of us being the best of friends like them. Ugh, no chance. Instead, our disliking for each other began at an early age. Whenever Mike came over, he would throw my Barbie dolls across the room, cut the hair off of them, or wrap my dollhouse in toilet paper. So I retaliated by turning his room into a Lego minefield. Ha! And then I drew flowers on his stupid face while he was napping. Our parents put this down to the cute little things kids did, but nothing about this was cute. This meant war. Our feud heated up once we started to go to school. Everything was a contest between us, from grades, school activities, and even just for the window seat on the school bus. Once, before the summer holiday started, our teachers suggested that over the break, we could have fun helping out our parents with some useful activities, like making homemade goods and selling them in our front yard. Upon hearing that, I caught Mike's challenging look and knew that this meant one thing. Okay then, game on. On the first day, I got up early to set up my lemonade stand out in my front yard. But then I looked to my left, and guess what I saw in dear Mikey's yard? Yep, a lemonade stand. Ooh, why did he have to be such a copycat? We both seemed to attract lots of customers, but I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he was selling more than me. So over the summer, I used my profits to upgrade my lemonade stand little by little, with eye-catching decorations, promotions, and I even added lemon snow cones to my menu. Finally, my queue seemed notably longer than Mike's. The snow cones were doing the trick. But then, a loud speaker sounded out from next door. Come and try my new iced tea! Handmade using my secret recipe! Try it today at an introductory half-price offer! To my utter dismay, most of the people in my queue left and went over to Mike's stand. Oof, the sneak. Then worse, he started blasting out catchy tunes to catch people's attention. That summer ended, but it had kick-started the entrepreneur dreams in our little hearts. So throughout the next summer breaks, we continued to grow our businesses. I expanded my stand to sell a selection of drinks, snacks, and fast foods, with delivery service too. Once, with my friend's help, we even included a car washing service. Another time, we opened a little creche in our garden so busy parents could drop their kids off for a couple of hours and also grab a drink to go while they were there. Sounds good, right? But you know what? Whatever I sold, whatever I did, a couple of days later, Mike went and did the exact same thing. And then he had the cheek to accuse me of copying his ideas. Ugh! He was so annoying. Anyway, now at 17, what started out as a fun hobby expanded so much that I opened a mini diner in my garage. At first, it just made sense, as it meant I had customers regardless of the weather. Plus, there were also a few tables outside, and not to brag, but the seats were rarely empty. 
But then, of course, you guessed it. Mike went and turned his garage into a mini diner, too. Oof! Our diners became well-known hotspots in our neighborhood, and they proved so popular that our parents continued to run them all year round. I was mad that whatever I did, Mike went and did it, too. Then, to bug me further, he sent his friends around on a Saturday, and they just sat there taking up all of the seats while only ordering Cokes. So, I sent my friend Cynthia around to his diner, and she pretended to have food poisoning after eating their food. Then she proceeded to fake gag and ran to the restroom back and forth until the customers all freaked out and left. But then he started to spread negative feedback about our place on the internet, and I did the same in return. Ugh, there's no ending to this fight ever! But I will never back down. I knew Mike had a huge crush on this Stacy girl in his science class, and one time after school, I saw him leading her into his house, probably to bore her senseless bragging about his lousy business again. So I quickly put on makeup and changed into a cute dress. It's showtime, baby. I went over to Mike's house right on time to see him serve Stacy some of his restaurant's signature dishes. I put on an act and jumped on him. You're cheating on me with this girl? She has nothing on me! How could you? I continued to make a scene, pulling on Mike's hair and screaming, until Stacy looked super awkward and made an excuse to leave. Result! But uh-oh, Mike didn't seem to see the funny side of this. I'd actually never seen him look this mad before. His ears went bright red, then he shouted at me. Amy, competition or not? Have I ever interfered in your private life? You've crossed the line this time. He knocked over the drink he'd made for Stacy, then sneered as he walked away. Seeing as you let yourself in, you can let yourself out. So, seemed like I'd won this round, but why didn't it feel good at all? And more like, embarrassing? After that, Mike wouldn't even look me in the eye. Whatever. I mean, he would soon mellow down and mess with my business again anyway, right? Then one day after school, I arrived home to find my parents sitting with some strange, professional-looking man. They called me over to join them, then the man told me how he wanted to open a well-known fast-food franchise in the neighborhood. Upon seeing me looking not really interested in what he was saying, he snidely remarked, Come on, you get what I mean. It'd be ridiculous to have three fast-food restaurants all in the same place, right? And let's face it, yours is just some fun little kitty's hobby, which will never go anywhere. Take this. He held out an envelope. And go focus on your grades. Just leave business to the adults. Furious, I snatched the envelope off of him. Yep, it was full of dollar bills. How dare he try and bribe me? What a jerk! So I threw it back at him, then stormed off. Think about it, Amy, the man shouted after me. Don't go making a decision you'll come to regret. The next day, when I arrived home from school, the man was sitting in my diner eating my awesome pancakes. Ugh, why couldn't he get the hint? I stormed over and told him to leave. He grinned at me, then said, Hmm, these are good. You know, I think there's room for both of our businesses. All you have to do is take some items off your menu. He gestured to the pancakes. And spread some rumors about Mike's diner's hygiene not being up to scratch to close it down 
and I'll let you keep your diner. Seeing my confused look, he added another push. I'm only telling you this because I know you're a smart girl. Smarter than that boy. So, choose wisely. Well, that's true. I am smarter than Mike. But this was crazy. I spent all evening considering it. I mean, there's no way I could compete against a big-name franchise. But this way, I stood some sort of a chance, right? But as annoying as Mike was, could I really do this to him? At 2 a.m., I sat up in bed, still so torn about this all. I rushed next door and threw a stone at Mike's window. The light in his room turned on right away. Obviously, he was having a sleepless night too. He looked out and saw me, then he joined me on the porch, and we sat there in silence for a good while. Then he spoke up. Ames, your pancake tower is amazing. Really? Sighing, I replied. Honestly, I drool just thinking about your double-deck burger. But if we don't take those dishes off our menus, I think that man will find a way to close us down. He shook his head. Well, the Ames I know wouldn't quit that easily, right? I let out another long sigh. Yeah, but this is different. They're a big-name franchise. Her small little dining wouldn't be able to hold up for long. Sooner or later... Then we fell back into this despairing silence. I say we can do it. We can do it together. Mike suddenly stood up and pointed at our houses. We have plenty of space to open up one big diner. <laughs> what do you say? Me and him working together? Would that ever work? But, well, nothing's impossible for big girl Amy. I grinned at him. Bring it on. Let's fight till our last breath. So the very next day, we joined forces and started preparing for the opening of the joint diner. Naturally, our parents were, of course, thrilled with the idea. They happily broke down the fences and even built a joint corridor to connect our houses together. We're now officially registered as one business and have all of our food, safety, and hygiene certificates. You know, the boring but official stuff. As for the franchise man, it turns out people in town are loyal to us. So when the story of his dirty trick spread out, everyone said they'd boycott his restaurant if he ever opened it. So we never heard from him again. Huh, that's karma for you. And what happened next? Well, Mike and I are still running our business together. And it's going pretty well so far. It's a real family affair, with everyone helping out. Actually, it turns out running our own business together is far more fun than competing against each other. Maybe Mike isn't as bad as I always made him out to be. And sometimes, I still claim myself to be his girlfriend when I catch a girl lurking around him. I guess he should learn to get used to having only one girl in his life. And thinking about it, I suppose that's always been me. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.